Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. Recently, I was reading a very interesting book that described how we got to our present cultural state and the development of our moral attitudes in our modern world. The book was a book of historical analysis, and it was attempting to explain how, in fact, our very secularist and pluralistic society developed. There were many interesting ideas that emerged from this analysis, but there was one phrase that the author used that struck me very forcibly. He was making a contrast between an earlier Christian understanding of how we should live with how we actually live today in the present. And he labeled the earlier Christian understanding as an attempt to live the good life. Whereas now in our present culture, what so often we live is the goods life. And I should like to talk a little about the contrast between those two phrases, the good life and the goods life. The good life was traditionally defined as a life of the virtues, those virtues which allowed us to develop our human personality to achieve a sense of our dignity, and to fulfill two principal responsibilities of the Christian believer. The first is to attain everlasting life, and the second is to promote the human flourishing of persons here in a society, here on earth. That is, pursuing the common good. Now, the common good must be understood very precisely. First of all, it is common, that is, it is or should be available to all human persons equally. But it also must be the good. And in pursuing that common good, in understanding that as human persons we live in a community, which calls forth from us a responsibility not only to our own lives, but to the lives of others. And that requires a pursuit of the good, of the virtues of prudence and temperance and justice and courage, as well as for the believing Christian in living those gifts of God, the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. The life of the virtues, the pursuit of the good life, brings meaning and direction, and it also affords us that profound gift of peace. And in understanding the meaning of our lives, the direction that we ought to give to them, we are buoyed by the virtue of hope that whatever good we do, no matter how seemingly small, is a true contribution to the common good, to our good, and our future salvation. 
In contrast to pursuing the good life, the author tells about how in our own time we are pursuing the goods life. A sense that happiness lies in the acquisition of more and more possessions, of more and more public stature, or even of more and more power. That life is defined by what we can acquire, by what we possess. And it comes to understanding what we mean by success. Success in the goods life seems determined not by an integrated personality, but by the material possessions which surround us. I have found that even when people speak about education, I find that its meaning is almost exclusively oriented toward economic realities rather than toward the human development of persons. How often when we talk about educational reform, we mention the fact that we need a new generation of people who can contribute to the economic well-being of our country, competing with others in the economic sphere. How very rarely do we talk about education as preparing a human person to live authentically in a human community, undertake civic responsibility and good stewardship. But we, I think, so quickly come to realize that in pursuing the goods life, we began to experience how things and their maintenance take over our days and our thoughts, even though ultimately they fail us. How quickly we come to believe that we need something larger, something bigger, something shiny. And when we obtain that, we still have that hunger and that thirst for something that is real, that cannot be fulfilled by anything we might own, but rather by something that we can become. Become. 